If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today we are on episode 28, and the topic of today's podcast is going to be the biggest mistakes made during a breakup. So about 10 times a week, I'd say, I get messages from people basically just saying, help. Help, I need help getting over my breakup. And as much as I'd love to be able to type out a couple sentences in a DM that would solve everything, I'm sure as you've figured out now, and the reason why I can have a full podcast dedicated to breakups is there are quite a few things that go into a successful breakup. And a lot of it is going to depend on what your situation is, what are the underlying beliefs that you have, what kind of patterns have you been in in relationships. So a lot of it is personal, basically. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into doing a successful breakup. But There are also some universal things that you can do that are not great for your breakup. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. The universal things that I highly suggest you do not do after a breakup. So today I'm going to cover the five biggest mistakes that you can make after a breakup. And I want to clarify what I mean when I say a mistake. A mistake in this situation means that you are doing something that will hurt you, that will make the breakup harder on you, and likely make the breakup and the breakup pain last longer than it needs to. So that's what we're qualifying as a mistake, something that causes those things. And I'm sure you guys now know by listening to my podcast for however long you've been listening that I in no way, shape, or form try to teach you how to get back together with your ex. So when I say mistake, I don't mean this won't make your ex come back. I'm solely talking about how it's going to impact and affect you and your healing. So I just wanted to clarify that. I also want to preface this by saying you will likely make every single one of these mistakes at one point or another during a breakup, and that is okay. None of these are life-threatening mistakes. These are just things, again, that are going to make it harder on you and last longer than it needs to. 
The goal of this episode is not to shame you at all. All it is is just to bring an awareness. And I hear from so many that it's been, you know, they'll say, oh, it's been nine months. It's been a year since my breakup and I I still am not over my ex. And they don't understand why they're not over their ex. So then we come to find out that they might be doing like all five of these mistakes on a regular basis. So I just want you to be aware of these things. So if you're in a position where you're like, wow, why am I not over my ex yet? Well, if it's been a month, you got to give it time. If it's been a year, I would dig in and say, okay, am I doing any of these things? Because again, these are going to make these things last longer. Again, these things are just going to make it harder on you than it needs to. And let's face it, we don't need breakups to be any harder than they already are. They already are a very hard thing that we have to walk through. So the last thing I want you to do is to be putting extra pain, extra strain, extra struggle on yourself. And then the last thing before I hop into some of these mistakes is that there are a couple things that might not fully apply to you. So I recognize that if you are co-parenting a child with your ex, if you still have to work together with your ex, or maybe you share a dog, there will be some necessary contact. Like you're not going to be able to follow the no contact rule. I do plan on doing a full episode on, you know, situations like this. But for now, what I will say is that there are still ways to cut down on the amount of contact that you have with your ex. And not only just cutting down the amount, but also changing the tone of the contact that you have. So for example, like if you have to text, like you're going to have to communicate about logistics. If you work with them, you're going to have to communicate about work logistics. If you co-parent, you're going to have to communicate about pickup and drop off logistics. But just stick to those logistics. In your mind, you need to start switching them as a romantic partner into a work colleague or, you know, when you're co-parenting a child, it's almost going to be like a business partnership. And you might not feel that way. You might really want to communicate in something that's a little bit more emotional, but just start practicing by trying to be as professional and business-like as possible. So again, I will come back to that at a later episode, but just keep that in mind. The last thing I want you to do is to go through these and say, oh, one and two don't apply to me. So none of these apply to me. So I'm just going to do whatever. Um, Look for the similarities and not the differences in this. Okay. So without further ado, the top five biggest mistakes you can make in a breakup. Mistake number one, you try to stay friends with your ex. And I know a lot of you will try to point to a time where maybe you did stay friends with your ex and it was fine, or a friend of yours is now best friends with their ex. Yes, there are situations where people are able to do this, but just know it's the exception to the rule, and it's very rare that it works, especially right after a breakup. In my experience, there are typically two reasons you would want to stay friends with an ex. Either you don't want to lose them entirely, so if you can't have the relationship, you'll settle for a friendship so you don't have to say goodbye to them out of your life, or your ex suggested to be friends and you don't want to appear as hurt as you are or maybe you're like me and are a people pleaser and like the validation so you will, you know, kind of set your feelings aside and just try to be friends with them because they asked. And I'm going to get into why both of these reasons can be detrimental in your breakup recovery. 
First, if you don't want to lose them entirely. I get it. You just lost the love of your life. You also don't want to have to lose a best friend and that kind of um, companionship. You think that you can work through the pain and stay friends with them so you can keep them in your life. Or maybe you want to stay friends with them in the chance that they'll want to get back together. You want to kind of stay front of mind. So the problem with this is you are expecting a lot from your heart and from you in general. Basically, you're telling your heart, okay, I know we were in love with this person literally like three days ago, but they broke up with us, so I need you to not only take away all the pain that this breakup is causing, but I also need you to no longer have any romantic feelings towards this person because they're just going to be our friend now. That's basically what you're telling your heart to do. That's an impossible task. You're giving your heart an impossible task. You cannot just ignore these feelings. You cannot just switch someone from a love to a friend that quickly. It's not an on and off switch. So therefore, what you're doing is emotionally torturing yourself instead of working on your healing. And I truly believe that you can't honestly tell me that you can do that immediately after a breakup with no negative consequences to your emotions. It's just not possible. The second reason is that maybe your ex broke up with you and for whatever reason said, I still want to be friends with you though. Maybe deep down you know everything that I just described, but you don't want to disappoint them. You don't want to appear so heartbroken and your ego tells you that you can stay friends with them. This happened to me about eight-ish years ago. I had fallen so hard for this guy. He broke up with me after, you know, talking about our future, marriage, all of those things, but then tells me that we're still going to be best friends because we were best friends before. And to be honest, it felt really good to be wanted in that way. It felt very validating. And at the time, I hadn't done any of the work to validate myself and work on my own self-esteem. So And because like so much was taken from me with the breakup, like I kind of wanted to get like settle for anything that I could get. So I did. I tried staying friends with him. We would go to the movies. We talked on the phone almost every day. I went to his birthday with his parents all, you know, while still having these really intense feelings for him. And what happened every single time I would leave from seeing him is the second I left, I would burst into tears. I couldn't handle what I was putting myself through, but I did it anyway because I wanted his approval and I wanted the companionship. And after doing that for seven months, seven months, that was longer than we were together. We were together five, six months. And so we did this for seven months. And I finally realized that I hadn't actually healed at all from the breakup. All I was doing was like experiencing almost the initial breakup over and over again each time I had to come to terms with the fact that we weren't together. Um, So finally, I, after seven months, I had to cut him off as a friend, finally be honest about my feelings. And then, only then, I was able to finally start healing from the breakup. So... Those are a couple reasons why we try to stay friends with our ex and the consequential negative 
side effects that come from trying to do that. And trust me, I know it's so hard losing a romantic partner. And then on top of that, you're losing your best friend. I know it's really, really hard. And I know that it really, really hurts. But it's so much better to tackle the loss of both of those things now than waiting to drag it out and have all these other things come into play. So trust me, go focus on some other friends right now. You don't need your ex as your friend right now. And I know you're going to ask, well, can I become friends with them in the future? Maybe, but that we don't think about. We don't want to think about that right now. We're going to table the discussion. We're just going to not be friends with them. Okay, so mistake number two, and this is kind of along the same lines, but you are staying in contact with your ex. So a lot of this reasoning as to why we don't want to do this is very similar to mistake number one. By staying in contact with your ex, again, you're going to make the breakup last longer and make it way harder on yourself than it needs to be. I also think there are a couple reasons why we stay in contact with our ex. Um, The first one I already mentioned, that we don't want to lose them. So we try to move them into the friend zones. We try to like keep up this level of communication. Um, There's also the reasoning that we – it feels really hard to go from 100 to nothing. So like – Basically, this person – you tell this person like every single part of your day, every day for however long you were together and then all of a sudden it's like gone. So you kind of like – of course you're going to have those thoughts of like, oh, I just like watched this really funny video. I want to send it to them or this really good thing happened at work. I want to send it to them. So a lot of times we like try to keep that going instead of just cutting it off. And then I think the last reason why we stay in contact with our ex is because we want to stay front of mind. We want to keep reminding them that we think the breakup is a mistake. So we'll keep contacting them because we're trying to get closure. We're trying to, most of the time we're like trying to convince them that they made a mistake and that they should come back to us. And we think that if we continue to text them and call them that they won't forget about us. I think that's a big fear we have is that we're going to be like completely forgotten. Um, So we think if we stay front of mind or maybe continue arguing that the breakup will go away and we'll go back to normal being happy in a relationship. So first of all, do you want to be with someone that you have to argue for? No, you don't. You don't. I promise you don't. I have been the person that settles for the breadcrumbs. I've been the person that has like, you know, like become like a temporary lawyer and tried to tell them all the reasons why they should want to be with me. And all that does is, first of all, it doesn't change anything about the breakup. And all it does is it makes me feel worse because I'm realizing that I am trying to show my value to someone that does not see it. And that does not feel very good. You want to be with someone who sees your worth by looking at you, by spending time with you, not one that you have to make a mental power mental PowerPoint presentation to show them that. So every time you contact your ex by, you know, trying to make your case, all you're doing is when you send the text, you're going to get your hopes up. Even if you send them like, nothing related to the breakup. Just like, I watched a really funny movie. 
You're going to send the text. You're going to get your hopes up. You're going to have a certain set of expectations in your mind as to how you want them to respond. 99.9% of the time, they are not going to respond in line with your expectation. So you are going to be disappointed. You're going to be let down and you're going to have to come to terms once again that you guys are not together. So that's why we'd want to take contacting them off the table so we don't have to set ourselves up for all of these small get our hopes up, get disappointed. It's like just take take the like serious heartbreak, disappointment in the beginning and then start building yourself back up instead of having all of these like little highs and lows. So should not be a surprise to any of you that I cannot express the importance of the no contact rule. It's mentioned in quite a few of these episodes, but it is if you do continue to contact your ex, that is one of the mistakes that's going to lead to the breakup lasting longer than it needs to. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Mistake number three I see in breakups is you play the investigator. I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Playing the investigator looks like checking their social media to see what they're up to, trying to find any information on what they're doing, maybe who they're adding as friends on social media, who they're hanging out with, if they're dating again. This can also look like trying to get info from friends about what they're doing, how they're doing, or who they're hanging out with. And I am so guilty of this. I think after multiple breakups, I looked at their social media daily, checked who they added as friends on Facebook, who they're liking on Instagram. It can honestly become a full-time job trying to play the investigator after a breakup. 
And it makes sense why we do it. After a breakup, we feel completely out of control. Your ex broke up with you and it wasn't your choice. You were powerless over the situation and therefore felt very out of control. So we turn to playing investigator to try to gain some of that control back. We feel like if we can keep an eye on them, if we know what they're doing, what they're up to, it will give us some sense of peace and control in a, in a time that we're not feeling either of those things. We're looking for signs that they're hurting and maybe that they want to try to come back to us. We look for signs that they're dating again to prove to ourselves that we didn't mean anything to them, which is not true, by the way. But we think that if we can know what they're up to, um, that it'll give us that it'll give us something. And it, the truth is, it doesn't give us anything. All it does is it take it distracts us from our healing. It hurts our breakup recovery. And the problem with doing this is that whatever you find in your undercover spying mission is going to hurt. Like, for example, if you see they look really happy without you, you'll be crushed. If you see that they look sad, you'll feel sad and you'll miss them. Literally, whatever you see is going to hurt your recovery process. Whatever you find out is going to hurt. Even if it might feel good at first to know that they're hurting, it ultimately isn't going to do anything to truly allow your heart to heal. And another layer of that is if we're turning to social media, which most of us do for our investigative work, Instagram's a highlight reel, Facebook is a highlight reel, you never really know exactly how they're doing, and they may be, you know, putting on a front for their friends or putting on a front to themselves. So any kind of information that you're gathering likely isn't accurate anyway. So I want you to put down the investigative kit. I was trying to think of something that spies use, but um, put down the spy kit and focus on you. And that brings me to mistake number four. You don't invest in yourself and you put all of your focus on your ex. I get messages often from people who, you know, go into this long message describing their breakup, but they only focus on their ex. My ex did this. My ex said this. My ex didn't appreciate me. This is what my ex is doing now. Can you believe that my ex is doing this? How could he do this? Da, 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 da. All that they're doing is talking about their ex. And I can tell you that healing is not going to come by focusing on your ex. That's because we cannot control other people. And other people also can't control us. So if you are, and I see this a lot, if you're waiting to heal until your ex apologizes, until your ex comes back, or until your ex comes and writes you this long letter as to why they broke up with you and we call it closure, um, if you're waiting for any of those things, you're going to be waiting for a very, very long time. And the remedy for this is to just focus on you. Yes, of course, we will be taking into account the things that your ex did and how it affected you, but the majority of your energy needs to be focused on you. How are you feeling? How are you dealing with the pain? What can you do to feel better? Obsessing on your ex is not the answer. And so I've been a part of Al-Anon for the past two years, which for those of you that don't know what Al-Anon is, it's a support group that helps it helps people who have an alcoholic or an addict in their life and helps them, gives them tools to help 
them work through that. And they have a saying that says, put away the microscope and take out the mirror, meaning don't focus so much on the actions or reactions of other people. If you actually want to feel freedom and the peace of mind about your ex, you need to use the mirror and solely focus on working on the person that is looking back at you. So if you catch yourself saying, they did this, they did this, da, 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 like say, okay, how am I feeling? Maybe, I mean, you can still say like, they did this, that hurts me. But instead of focusing on what they did, because you can't go back and change what they did, you're not going to be able to like walk up to them and say, apologize for this. So instead of focusing on that, if you catch yourself in that frame of mind and that train of thought, say, okay, they did this. How did that make me feel? Okay. That made me feel really hurt. It made me feel, um, really bad about myself. Okay. So if I'm feeling those things, what can I do to heal that? So I can work on loving myself. I can write out my feelings and that'll take help take some of the power out of it. So anytime that you find yourself solely focusing on your ex's actions and what they did, just know that that's time that you could be using on you. So just try to bring, try to always bring it back to you. Try to always bring it back to like the person in the mirror. Okay. And then the last mistake is that you jump right into a new relationship to distract the pain. So after a breakup, something is missing from your life. The love, comfort, and companionship that you got from that relationship is gone and you're left with this hole or this void. And sometimes in our mind, it feels like it makes the most sense to find another relationship to fill that void because the discomfort is too painful and too strong. So maybe you jump right onto dating apps and you start dating around to give yourself comfort and to escape those feelings of loneliness. Or maybe you get right into another serious relationship so it feels like nothing ever left, nothing ever changed. But the problem with this is that we can't really – we just – we can't escape the healing process. It's not even that we probably can't escape the healing process. We just can't do it. We can't hide from the negative emotions that are brought on by a breakup. Like they are inevitable. So when we jump into a new relationship, we are putting a temporary band-aid onto something that we really should be digging into and working through. If we ignore the feelings or the pain, they don't just go away. So what happens is they'll either manifest themselves in your new relationship, they might come out as trust issues, resentments, codependency, or not really being able to get fully close and intimate with the new person because we still have all of these underlying hurts, pains, resentments. Or once the new relationship is over, you'll have to deal with – you'll basically have to deal with the original breakup all over again because, again, it's like all we're doing is like shoving it down and it's either going to come out as like whack-a-mole where you shove one down and then something new is going to pop up or it's just all going to come out at once. So I just highly don't recommend jumping into a new relationship. I do believe that we can heal a breakup and be in a relationship. I do think they can happen at the same time, but you need to put in quite a bit of the foundation of healing a breakup before you can move into a new one. And the rule of thumb that I use is that if you're dating again just to feel better from your heartbreak, then you're not ready. Dating should be a supplement to your life. It should not be a substitute for something that you're missing. So I highly urge you not to jump into something new just because you're uncomfortable with the pain from your ex. That pain will pass, I promise. 
All right. So there you have it. Those are the biggest mistakes I see people making after a breakup. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you're a bad person if you have made or make these, or maybe you're currently making these mistakes. They're all completely normal and things that will likely happen. But after listening to this, I do hope that you'll just have the awareness that these things are not going to be helpful. Again, just having the awareness is a great first step. So if you catch yourself doing this, just say, okay, like I know this probably won't be helpful. Um, And you may still decide to do it anyway. That's okay too. But just like knowing that that's maybe some of the issue that's going on instead of being like, I have no idea why I'm not getting over my ex. You can say like, okay, I'm choosing to still stay in contact with my ex. I know this is going to make it harder, but at least you know that. So whatever you choose to do with this information, feel free to do. But I'm just here to deliver it to you. And I want to thank you guys all for the incredible support on this podcast. I have gotten reviews from all over the world. So if you are listening to this in another country across the world, thank you so much for all of your continuing support. And I will see you guys back here next week for episode 29. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.